0: On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi, this is Rosemary Butler, and I want you to stay and listen to Pantheon Podcasts.
2: Welcome to Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party, a Pantheon podcast. Music, culture, conversation, and good old fashioned rock and roll. So now I give you Miss Pamela. And her pajama party.
3: Hello, dolls, and welcome to Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party for Pantheon Podcasts. I'm so thrilled to be here again. Today, I have the most incredible guest, Bonnie Bramlett. Um, I've been seeing her play off and on for decades Uh, Delaney and Bonnie and friends were a band that I used to see all the time with the Flying Burrito Brothers. They would take turns opening for each other. So I got to see Delaney and Bonnie play many times. And it's such a thrill. This lady's voice, there's nothing like her voice. It's so raunchy and so real. And, you know, in this talk we have today, she talks about how she gets to that point in her singing where it's really indescribable. So you're in for such a treat. And what else can I tell you today? We have, we're have we up to 50 podcasters on Pantheon, and very proud of it. It's all music-related, and I'm so glad you're here. So let's listen to Bonnie Bramlett. What does she have to say?
4: There's always gonna be some reason
3: I'm so thrilled to be talking to you, Bonnie, you know, for a long time, like real long. You've been a hero of mine. You've because, been a hero of mine back. Oh, shiros. I used to... We're sheroes. Hero, sheroes, yes. That's right. I used to, of course, see you play with the Flying Burrito Brothers very often. I know. You, you, uh, you guys would take turns being the headliners Yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And I got to see you play a lot and your voice and your attitude and just your raunch and your freedom has just, I was so impressed by it. Your voice is ridiculous. Thank you. It's my favorite. Love Thank it. Thank you. I don't have
1: anything to do with it. I wish I did, but it's just something that comes through me. What can I yeah. say? I feel guilty about no. it sometimes. <laughs> I don't work at it. I mean I'm lazy. I don't work at it. It just comes out it comes out. I don't question one.
3: Well, all the greats say that, that it comes through them. Well. You know, and and if someone really is into it and in the thick of it, in the middle of it, and uh, you know, in touch with the divine, they always say, I don't know where that comes from. Dylan Uh, says that. Dylan, who is a huge hero of mine. That's the art surrender it's the
1: art of surrender if you surrender is it that's yeah you just have to surrender and let whatever comes out
3: come out well it sure works for you (laughs) still oh well i'm gonna start just by talking about superstar because as a groupie you can imagine what that song means to me well since it
1: was originally called groupie song
3: Oh, I named yeah. it
1: Groupie, so when I wrote it, it was called oh. Groupie Song. And when it was first released, it was Groupie Song. And then I got out. What, what year? What year oh, was God, that? Releasing? I'm not good at years. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Think about it. You know, we'll but when find it, out. the first release, it was with Eric playing on it, and me saying it was yeah. it was. Uh, it said Superstar parentheses Groovy
3: Song. Groupy song, and then we're, we're talking about Eric Clapton, by the way. Um, and w- was that a Delaney and Bonnie release, or was that just a Bonnie release?
1: Well, it was, uh, I guess it was a, I don't think it was ever released to tell you the truth, I'm not sure, because uh, it wasn't on any of our albums. But the Carpenters did it first,
3: right? Yes, the Carpenters did it, and she so did I a nice cover in
1: the Carpenters, yeah.
3: <laughs> She did a very mellow uh-huh. version. It was beautiful. She has a beautiful voice, but it's nothing like your version. Hated it. Hated
1: it. <laughs> you hated it. I hated it. Well, she did not capture She didn't vibration. want to do it anyway. She hated it too. It was Richard oh. that wanted to do that song.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he absolutely put his foot down, made her sing that, and she didn't want to. And I could
3: tell. Maybe because of the content. You know, a lot of people... Because she didn't know what the hell the song was about. The content. What
1: would she know about that? And that's a compliment to her. You know, I mean, the whole...
3: Well, groupies are always misunderstood. You know, it's just, obviously, you know what a groupie is. It's someone who loves the music wants to be around it. That's it. Absolutely. And not just loves the
1: music and wants to be around it. My take on it is they know everything about it as well. They know who wrote it, when you cut it, what studio, who produced it. I'm telling you, these are dedicated people.
3: Yes, that's right. It's way more than, you know, people think it's all about sex. It's just... It's because our country is so freaking uptight about sex.
1: And, Pam, when's the last time you and I chatted about sex? Like, never. We have so much more to talk about. And can't That happens a lot. It's <laughs> none of my business. I don't care. Yeah. I don't give a shit who <laughs> That's anybody is. we all got to. It's just so but ridiculous. But I'll tell you what some of my most dedicated fans, friends uh, in my heart are ladies that call themselves yes. groupies.
3: Yay! <laughs> that makes me Without happy. Without you girls, where
1: would we be? We wouldn't have
3: this. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Now, how did how did that song come about? You know, there's a lot of controversy, I'm sure, as you you know, as to who wrote it. Besides you, you know, <laughs> I you
1: nobody has a doubt in his mind. Everybody else fights about a guy. I
3: know. It, Leon Russell was supposedly writing it with you and Rita Coolidge, and Rita Delaney, and I
1: right? wrote it. Rita and I.
3: Rita and you. And uh, we took
1: that. it to Delaney, and Delaney came in and put an arrangement with the three of us saying the most beautiful okay. harmony you ever want to hear on it.
3: Oh, do you? Yeah, I'm a talking about. Book?
1: I'll talk about that in my book because it's a it's a lovely story.
3: Oh, good. Yeah, well, that, Rita, that's, that's Rita really brought straight. the song
1: to the table, and I hijacked it from her. I'm sorry. She did. She, she. Really, I, she, think she was, I think she was thinking more about Eric at that time. I think she shared that with me not long ago. And I went, you were, you shit, you didn't. Tell oh, me that. okay. I didn't know you well, had designs on Eric's little narrow ass. <laughs> she
3: did. Oh well, it's a brilliant song. Which version can we play? Because I want to
1: no, share I, I, it with people. My version is the one I I cut last. It's a very small, slow
3: jazz version. Play that one. Okay, well, let's play it right now. Superstar. Long ago
4: So far
1: away I fell in love with you I didn't mean to before the second show Your guitar, it sounds so sweet and clean But it's just my radio, oh no and you're not really don't well the way i did it this time is the way i i wrote it uh, me, because it was a lament i was standing next to my husband and i wanted don't you remember you told me you love me remember
4: um. don't
1: you remember that's why when she brought that song me, she said long ago, so far away, I fell in love with you before your second show. From that <laughs> line on, it was my song. <laughs> yeah. I hijacked well, it because I couldn't get to my husband. He didn't um, hear me. Uh, oh. Well, That's this the first time I've, I've ever it. shared that ever, ever, Ooh. ever.
0: Oh, I was going to say so
1: that for my book, but I've never oh, shared that before. So,
3: Pamela. Thank you. Well, the your guitar, it sounds so sweet and clear. It's like, please. I still get chills over that song. because I, I have a problem
1: with people. People, and then they sing, uh, your guitar, it sounds so sweet and clear. But it's just my radio, and you're not really here. That's why, it's not, you're not really here, it's just my radio. Why do they do that? I don't know. <laughs> but think about it, your guitar sounds so sweet and clear, but that's just my radio, and you're not really here.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I love to hear you sing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I love to sing. <laughs> but anyway, I'm real proud of my version of it, and uh, yes, that's well, the way it's done now.
3: I'm so glad we we shared it. I bet you guys loved it out there. You're so lucky to hear Bonnie say anything. She's the queen. Come on. Oh, my God. Yes.
1: I ought not to be alive.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us why that. Tell us why you ought not to be alive. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) You're very much alive. Uh, I'm still standing, honey. So was Leon Russell involved in that song at all? Because he's always mentioned, you know, if you look it up on Wikipedia or, you know, just people saying they really believe that he had. I. You know what? Can I tell you something? I don't know. And that's between Leon and Rita. Oh, okay. That's their name. All right. Oh, okay. So that's from that side of it. Okay.
1: Yeah. All, all I right, know is what I did.
3: <laughs> well you you sang the hell out of that thing thank you and much. i now i i love knowing the backstory because you, he was your actual husband but you still felt the need to express that about the delaney and i got and married seven days
1: after we got together after we met got together right wow. Seven days. don't ever do that uh you know, we'd have been, it, well, it would have been just beautifully if we'd have just been friends. We yeah. Could have, you know, uh, you know, I know Becca was meant to be here, and to, you know oh, yes. all those girls. Uh, and she could have gone here without that be- involving the government.
3: <laughs> so why did it, it was a just gift a gift into possession? A wild- wild- yeah. Well, it was. It sounds like a pretty wild beginning between you two. Obviously, You there must have been passion Absolute. and madness. Absolutely, it was so beautiful. beautiful. Married. Yeah,
1: it was beautiful. It was magic what we did with music. Our voices locked in. It was just yes. absolutely magic. It was wonderful.
3: And and you guys played a lot in L.A. How how did that start? How did you even get to LA from St. Louis? Aren't you from St. Louis? Yeah, you see, I'm from Granite City, Illinois, which is right across the river. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did you wind up in LA? Isn't
1: that where well, you, you met? Well, you know what, I kind of I, I want to save some of that for my book, but I did wind okay. up in LA, you know? And I, I'll talk about more of that, you know, in, in my Are book. Are you
3: writing your book right now? it's me right now now.
1: yeah but it's like on a bit of a hole chris epting is writing with me and he's a Mm -hmm. great historian and oh good and that's what you need he's he's got he as a writer people will buy probably more of the book for chris writing Mm and even know who i am (laughs) well i think he's going to tell my
3: truth okay good you know,
1: Good. and I'll tell you what, and he's not, and he is like, he, the reason I chose him, was, and I met him through, because he's writing Dave Mason's book, and he wrote uh, John Oates, and John called me and just said, Bonnie, you just trust this guy, man, he's wonderful, you know, because he's a huge fan, and I decided to use him because I had a lot of offers, I won't even lie, but I decided to use Chris because Chris admired Delaney. Chris was a fan of ours, and he admired Delaney's majesty on stage. Oh, we so saw was you perform? just powerful. He was he directing that band, and we all were on him like a chicken on a June It No matter what he did, we were right there because we watched him intensely.
3: Yeah, wow. yeah. Well, was he was very pure. charismatic, that's for sure. Very, yeah. It, when I, it was very good. Yeah.
1: It was very good.
3: Well, I'm so glad I was in a lot of the audiences. And Delaney and Bonnie and Friends. Was that your first record together?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah the original. Act- it's, it's weird because it was prophecy. The original Delaney and Bonnie and Friends was the, the first record we ever did was with Stacks. Stacks records. And we went there, we were down there writing songs with William Bell and Steve Cropper at the Lorena Hotel two weeks before Martin Luther King got killed. Wow. Yeah. I was pregnant as I could, but when I cut piece of my heart, man, I was eight and a half, nine months pregnant with Becca.
3: Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's my favorite. That's my favorite version of that song too. Thank you. Absolutely. Let's play that. okay Okay. here's peace of my heart by Bonnie Bramlett
1: Janice and I absolutely compared notes on that one. And then because we both got it from Irma Franklin, who is Aretha's sister out of New Orleans. She cut it first, piece of my heart. And I put it up on my Facebook page so people could see where we got it.
3: Okay. Well, that was kind of you. <laughs> well,
1: you want to you give props to the sisters, you know, what I mean, because they were our teachers. And it I, I what I wanted to share with it wasn't like a lot of people said, why do you want to sound black? I don't sound black. I don't, didn't try to be black or sound black. I wanted to be. I saw the power that black women had in those days. I wanted that power that freedom. I wanted to sweat on stage. I wanted, Tina Turner was a freaking animal and she was gorgeous <laughs> and feminine and powerful and how to be feminine and powerful together I didn't know yet then I saw <gasps> there it is Oops, there it is <laughs> oh, yeah, so I wasn't trying to be black because in my young mind at that time I didn't see a black woman i saw that's how i am a powerful too a woman that's exactly
3: I a powerful how powerful woman and i wanted
1: her power not a color her power
3: that's right i remember yeah. when i was hanging out with the hendrix experience you know i never even thought of color with him with jimmy you know it was yes i was were, nobody yeah. yeah he was he was just he didn't think of it either as it gets <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Forever plaster caster. No, that's not me. No, I you know. <laughs> but I mean, okay. you, now, you know he won. Now we Did all know won? that Oh, well, won. I,
3: oh yes. <laughs> I, I have held the cast. So, yes. He's the big winner. He's if the we can. big winner. <laughs> Who came in second?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to oh, say. Oh, Lord. I'm I have to gonna protect say. my husband. I don't think
3: this <laughs> is in there, but I'm not sure.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's the one thing I never talk about is size or who was the best, you know? Really? It's no one's business, that stuff, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You
1: know, because it just is not a competition.
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> I know people turn it into one. It's so weird. What do you <laughs> Yeah, I know groupies have been given that negative connotation of, of notches on the belt and stuff. That's you not know, and that's groupie. what I resent.
1: I do. I don't like that. I, you know, and because I don't care what it is, if it is or isn't. There's just so much more to talk about. Yes. So much more to talk about. <laughs> oh,
3: okay, cool. Now. How long have you been in St. Louis? Are you, you've been back there. Because you were in Nashville for a while, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I'm 20 years.
1: I mean, I, I oh, lived in Nashville. Oh, 20 Na- years. Wow. Is still there, yeah. And I came up here to do sense memory. You know what I'm talking oh. about. Sense yeah. memory. I wanted to yeah. smell Granite City. I wanted to remember oh. it. Because this is where it started for me. And uh, yeah. it's almost impossible to be an accomplished woman on your own at 15 years old. I left town when I was 16 and uh, I'm back and I did good. And it's just like, okay, so what? You know, it's okay. Granite city's still here. It's my little town. I'm ready to leave. But then the freaking flag showed up and I'm grounded in Granite.
3: (laughs) So so, So I'm okay with being grounded here. I
1: love it. I think it's good. So so you only went four and, there, and a half hours from Nashville.
3: Oh, okay. Okay. Right. So you went there for, for the book, really? To- I did. I thought that's what I
1: should do. I should go home and remember.
3: Mhm. I, I did. did the same thing when, when I was writing on with the band, I, I, uh, I went to my old house. I even got, I even knocked on the door and they let me into my old bedroom <gasps> and my patio and everything. And the sense memory thing you're talking about was just, it's overwhelming. It's I know, overwhelming. isn't it? People overlook
1: uh, that sometimes.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think it's really important if you're doing a memoir, if you're writing your story, which I'm very excited about. Do you have I a name? Think I think
1: I am? am. I'm not sure yet, because it's still, no. it's like on a hold. I mean, nobody knows what to do, you know, because the whole entertainment industry, if you will, or whatever it is uh, now has changed so radically, not just to the virus,
3: but computers. You know, I mean,
1: how we sell our music anymore? What do we do? I know.
3: know? It seems like real music has changed too. I mean, right? I mean, it's just not the same. Nothing's quite the same, but it it never is, right? Things move on and you have to kind of roll with it. Well, you you know,
1: when the artists began minding, and I, I don't want that to sound too vague, but artists don't mind other people. And we were lucky <laughs> enough, I, I, I was lucky enough, let's, I'm gonna speak just for myself here. I was lucky enough to be in this industry when there were no rules. And they just let us go in the studio and do our work. And they didn't care how long we stayed in there. We just wrote our own songs. We cut our own stuff. And sometimes we covered each other, you know. Right. Yeah. The, and it I know. was complimenting one another. This is I Love You, and I'm doing this song. Yeah. I Love You. For yeah.
3: Me. Yeah. I know. I, I know.
1: And songs really meant something. They meant something, they, uh, They touched
3: people. I mean, I've been there were so guys moved. in
1: Vietnam playing our music who made their lives, you know what I mean? I, come on, Stephen Stills yeah. kept a lot of people alive in Vietnam. You know, and I'm only mentioning using one name only because it's a personal thing, but there's a a lot of, you know, if I can't go through the whole list of artists at that time because there were so many of us and all of us were doing our own things. I didn't know how to behave when I got to Nashville and they wanted to book me to go write a song at 10 o'clock in some office. I mean, when I was in Nashville writing with George Jones and when we did it in the alleys at night, we were in the alleyways. People would be walking up and down the alley say, hey, what do you got? You got anything in there? Waylon's asking George Jones, yeah, hey, let me play this
3: for you, hoss. You know? And hoss, that's exactly what he called people. Hoss. That's right. Yeah, Waylon was one of my dudes. I know, I Waylon. Long, Waylon wasn't long. one of
1: mine, but he was a dear friend.
3: We yeah. almost got
1: to sing together. Uh, Jesse oh. now allows me to to uh, do a lot of, way- when we do the tribute or um, um, what do you call it? Uh, I guess it's just a tribute concert in memory yeah. of Waylon, where we all do yeah. Waylon songs. I um, always get, you know, I've always been crazy. <laughs> i've always they been crazy always to me. well i'm a ma- i am <laughs> tanya tucker might be the female elvis but by golly i'm the female Waylon. wow i uh, sure
3: love that well he was yeah. really important to me dreaming my started, dreams of you <sighs> they would write he a would about. often start his sentences um i'll tell you what do you remember that i'll tell, I'll you, tell what. you what yeah <laughs> What way more? <laughs> I know. <laughs> way more, way oh, and, more. And, um, you you've worked with his son Shooter, right? I did accidentally. I think Shooter thought Becca was coming. <laughs> oh, oh really? <laughs> I think so. Oh well, Lord. yeah. Your daughter's did a singer I did too. Say, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, Wayne was so proud of Shooter. It's so Jesse, I'm so proud of that young man. He's a man-man now.
3: Man, man. I know. He sure is. I know him pretty well, too. When I first met him in his first band, Star Gun, he was only 21 years old. And he said, you know, I've been wanting to meet you for a long time. You, you're like a long-lost weird aunt. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Wait, you, I know,
3: I, you know, in those days, of course, we didn't know people were married. I I didn't, I didn't know he was married when I was seeing him, and you know they could hide that then. They just take their ring off. There was no way to go uh, find out these things, you know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe he wasn't. There was a while there that he wasn't
1: married. Well, he was. Uh, Well, he was. (laughs) I'm I'm talking about it, girlfriend.
3: (laughs) But I didn't know. Yeah, because yeah. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't want that to happen to me if I when when I married a musician, you know, so I didn't, I wouldn't have done it had I known. But boy, he sure was fun.
1: Oh, you can't take the weight on the world, you know. It happens because he said yes, yeah. not because she said yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. uh, you know what can oh. I gotta say? What's true is true, and besides that, we thought differently about our behavior in those days, especially the intimate behavior. We added a whole different ball game on it. You know?
3: Though. Well, it was freedom. It was the it was the, the movement we were involved in. Exactly. It was, was about free love and all of that, right? Uh, so, yeah, of course, yeah. that would play into it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah. nobody started out, you know, everybody didn't start out that night to do anything. We started out to do
3: yeah. everything. Everything, whatever, whatever happened, it was a very the yeah, feeling so. in the air. You know, people, people talk about that, the feeling in the air, and no one can really imagine the that those sensations of being a part of, of that world. And you were, you know, I was a little younger, um, so my my uh, involvement wasn't as in up on stage like yours was. <laughs> I was I, down in. An I, I gotta tell you something. It was all over a building
1: at that time. It was just everybody, the fans, you girls, unconditional love was in the air. Yes, it was it in the air, and it was everywhere. And I don't know what we need to reach back and get some of that because what's going on right now is not okay, and Agreed. it's not about love. <laughs> You know, I'm so hippie, man. I want peace and love. Same here. I don't know why we can't have it again. And I want us to know how to demonstrate right, you know, peacefully and everything. I'd like all that to happen again. i like nobody to get beat up and killed and all that kind of stuff. Of course, we don't want anything going on.
3: We didn't have that. No, there was no judgment that the, the you know acceptance was was uh, just part of life you, you would accept each other and just deal with it i mean it's just it's gotten it's either love or fear you know we live in love yeah. or fear and a lot of fear right now
1: and a lot of, a lot of times it was so easy to just it wasn't any of my business
3: yeah yeah life that's true yeah your business
1: yeah. and you know it was yeah. easy to say you know it's none of my business what they're doing over there
3: yeah, well, the media is so me. invasive. Yeah, Invidia- it's so invasive. The media right now, that uh. everyone thinks they need to know each other's business. It's gotten pretty weird, consider- compared to when we scary. were, you know, what we were doing were It's
1: gotten scary to me.
3: Yeah, it, it is scary. So, but you know, the the important thing is to keep our maintain our vigilance of. Sending out good vibes and love and everything. Our, yeah, and it, our example. Yes. People yes, learn from yes. example.
1: They don't listen to what you say. They watch what you do.
3: Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Now, you, it, it was interesting how you became an actor. How did that happen?
1: How I left my purse wonder- on the top of my car and uh, drove off. <laughs> my purse on the top of my car. What? And I drove <laughs> off and... Al Russio, who's a great character actor, I think he's past now, had an acting class and he found my wallet and my purse. He returned it to me with his card saying acting coach and so I went. Because I knew that I would get offered parts because of my accomplishment as a singer. Well and I yeah. also know that all you're a natural a natural ability maybe that I went to an acting class because I knew I was going to get that opportunity and I wanted to be able to take it and be good. I don't like Mm -hmm. to do anything I'm not good at already. You know, and I want to be good at it already. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I learned so much because the first thing out of the shoot, I knew that something happened. When I'm in performance, I can be anybody I can make the audience be anybody I want them to be. If I don't like where I am, I just go to Carnegie Hall. Fuck yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you know, (laughs) I go wherever I want to go. And that is called a circle of light by Stanislavski, calls it, and actors know what to call that. And so when I found out that that had a name, you know, when you're in your zone, in other words, Yes, yes, exactly. Now I'm standing outside of my body watching me sing going, Damn. You know, blowing my own mind, that sounds crazy, but it, and it is, but that's part of it. You know Well, and that's I'm, your higher self.
3: You there know. you go. And, and that's
1: called you're in the circle of light. Actors do that. When oh, okay. the actors are into their character and they're soaring like an eagle and they know it and they surrender yeah. to it and just let it yeah. that's a circle of light. So just uh, Soski alone with that circle of light shit got me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> circle of light or life?
1: L-I-G-H-T light. Oh circle of circle light. Circle of That's your I've life. In other words, phrase. you are in wow. total control of your performance. Oh. And by oh. being in control is that you surrender.
3: Yeah. That's that's the secret, isn't it? Yeah. That that's for and, me and that it is. Well, I think, it, you know, that's what draws people to you because you're in your highest element, right? And, and the people watching want to be in that element, too. And you know, that's what a great it, performance is. It allows you to come in.
0: It's like, yeah. be, it's yeah. vulnerable
1: to the nth degree. Come in. Yeah. I know that you're not the
3: only one feeling this. I yes. It's no an invitation to step into that circle Yeah, of I'm not alone. Yeah. All great art is like that. That's how I always feel about it. Even I, when I like stand in front of a Van Gogh painting or something. Something happens. I'm transformed. Yeah. Right? It's, a, it's just great art of any kind, right? That's what I now, see. Who, who, I, I see it happen in my audience. And I know
1: that I don't. it didn't translate recording. recording. To me i'm sorry i don't think it mm. translated mm. in the record mm. for me personally yeah it, yeah it, because I, I guess i don't see my audience hearing me and on a record i'm not there yes, yes when i'm yes, performing well. it something happens to the audience just like it happens to me i don't know what it is i've never yeah. even asked that's how much i defend it i just can't even
3: ask Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's pretty potent. I've had small experiences like that. Um, But as a writer, you know, you're pretty, I'm pretty much alone working, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Me too. Yeah.
3: People read it and I've got an amazing response from that telling me how it lifted their lives, you know, by reading my work. So, you know, we, we, as artists, we just keep on, you know, if you're willing and if you're do.
1: willing to share that intimacy mm. and it's not got a name. I don't know what it is. I mean it's an intimacy yeah, it really doesn't yeah. that into me see you. Yeah. Love it. You can do that in the right. same wavelength baby. <laughs> Hallelujah, man. I don't know what it is. But it happens to me in gospel music all the time. Yes. And and rock and
3: roll occasionally. You you started in church, didn't you, singing? I started singing in church, yeah. Yeah. So many of the greats did. So many did. As little kids, like Elvis was a tiny child singing in church.
1: And because everybody encouraged you, nobody told you to shut up. You know, let me tell you, people do not understand that everybody is a great singer to themselves. When they sing along with a song, if they're singing off key, they don't know it until someone else tells them they can't sing. (laughs) And the minute they tell them that, they have stolen a song from a person for the rest of their life. It's horrible to tell somebody they can't sing. Shame on you. Don't ever do it.
3: Well, I I, I am song. with you on
1: that. Yeah. Someone
3: told me I was I was flat and sharp, and I just stopped singing way back. In See, the you know, Yeah. yeah, yeah, that, that happened. Yeah. yeah. But I did sing and in so the So how did you get so, back to singing, yeah. honey? How what?
1: How did you conquer that? Because you sing now. How did well, you? Well, I
3: sing. No. I haven't conquered it. That uh, I, in the GTOs I sang and I felt unfettered and free. And Frank apple was very encouraging. And but after the band broke up and I started auditioning for other bands, and and because I wanted to keep singing, they told me that, so I stopped. Uh-oh. I stopped singing a long time ago. Yeah. Shame
1: on them. Shame on. <laughs> I
3: started writing though, so that's good. And I tried to act for a while. Let's go back to your acting. So you got. Did you like right away get the role in Roseanne that you're so remembered for? Uh-huh, I, uh Well, actually, the first first thing I did was
1: Fame. I'm gonna live forever, <laughs> and I got like huge acting. Those kids, man, they would take me back, and they'd say, uh, "Miss Bonnie, close your eyes, and before you go out there, close your eyes and look up to the lights." and then look down and open them, and they won't blind you, you won't it, oh. and they would huh. tell me things like that, you know, and you know those kids, they could, they didn't have to do that. They're so generous. Artists, artists are always generous. Yes, they really are. The if yes. they're real artists, they are generous, yeah to share the knowledge, it saved me time. Because you know, I would have spent so much time on my own, never having learned those kind of little things. And you know, that that artists can share with each other, but choose not to for some stupid reason.
3: Are you talking about the, the kids that played Roseanne's children on the show? No, I was talking about the kids on fame. I'm still with my first acting gig oh. on oh, fame. Oh, OK. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. So
4: I knew oh. a little
1: bit by the time I got to Roseanne's show, I'd done a couple pieces already. So I knew a oh, little okay. bit. And I was playing, I guess she wanted to call me Bonnie because she's calling herself Roseanne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That so was cute. She, yeah. was a, she was a fan of mine. And I'm not breaking anonymity here anymore because that's stupid even think anybody's anonymous (laughs) but we met at that big do you they had a big ca of theatrical play one christmas while a lot of celebrities who were sober at that time in Mm -hmm. the programs uh were starring in it roseanne and tom were one of them and i was playing kate seagal's sponsor oh katie oh my god in in reality at that time kate was mine (laughs) with my sponsor in the real world okay. and I, it was great and it, it was how santa claus stole a bunch of cocaine or something i don't know it was really cute <laughs> play and we did and kate sang uh what is it over my shoulder bonnie rake uh oh, cry on my shoulder she's a great singer Katie. Scott. bonnie rick yeah she sang cry on my shoulder and i I always did it with her. You know, we did it as a duet. It was oh. just beautiful. So oh, Roseanne yeah. and Tom like, were there, and Roseanne, I guess, was a fan of mine. And she goes, mm. when I was pregnant with my daughters, I know every word to your song, and I were my favorite moment. And I warmed in. I was so pregnant. I sang with you, and I pretended like I was on stage with you. And it just got me, because yeah. I did that to Aretha. When I was coming oh. up, and I was pregnant with Suzanne, my other daughter. And I, me and Aretha live at the Fillmore, honey. Me and Aretha killed them. <laughs> <laughs> but I did that. And so when she said she did that with me, it was just so endearing. And I just, I just thought the world over. I just saw a bad little girl in there that just needed some love, you know, period. A yeah. powerful little bad girl because yes. they don't mind him. She's like me, she's not going to mind. You know, it's hard to mind, and artists don't mind. You know, so you have to come at them in a little different way to where they feel like maybe that was their idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Anyway, so I, yeah. you know, she, she just said, please be on my show. And I said, of course, I'd love to.
3: That's how that happened. They wrote, wrote me in, they hadn't. They, they wrote you that part, right? Wow. I, I think you worked with my ex-husband on that show. Oh yeah Michael. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michael. yeah, yeah, Michael. You on guys, there a I love you too. When you were there. Yes, I'm we're. Right. You know, we we were together fourteen year, good years. You know, interesting. And uh, we got together very young, and uh, now we're I mean, you know, very since we, cute
1: together. Yeah.
3: <laughs> since, since we broke up, we are best friends we're siblings really because we're both only children and we always put our son first so so don't you think that's the way ought to be yes of course Uh,
1: i i when i read that thing uh edgar casey on atlantis uh back in the day you know because that's when it was popular on the bus and so and they would when they got married and they grew apart or whatever, they didn't have to hate on each other. They shook yeah. hands and thanked each other for what we did. And Oh, I learned this from you, and they were best friends forever. Absolutely. Don't you think yeah. that's how it ought to be?
3: Uh, that's exactly how it should be because you invest so much time and energy, and I mean, so much love and madness. You know why negate all that? So and we, another we human being—that's about- another human beings that
1: are part you and part them. Yes. You know, yes. They're a part of each other, and if you don't love each other, they won't love themselves.
3: That's right. Does that makes sense. And, and That's,
1: I, that was my thought, Taryn.
3: I've had people say you should write a book on how to stay friends with your ex. You know, <laughs> but you know, it's it's all just about love. I don't. I don't it w- wouldn't take a whole lot of words to explain it. I don't think. <laughs> just uh-huh. keep the love somehow. Keep the love and keep let go love. of the other stuff. Yeah. keep the
1: passion doesn't you know keep the memories of the passion
3: yes exactly you know what even, happened with you and delaney how long were you guys together anyway 25 years whoa long relationship we didn't divorce we just separated you we never, never even divorced, divorced. What?
1: <laughs> not for 25 she, years because it wasn't about him. another man and another woman it wasn't about that no, but so, it's incredible. You know, why it's get incredible. lawyers and spend all your money fighting each other? Because the lawyers are and your kids that's all their inheritance. Yeah. We so never it got those out the either. two fighting you. That, that was our yeah. our uh, rationale.
3: But 25 years with each other wow! That no, we weren't with career. each other
1: 25 years, we were married oh. for 25 years. Oh, okay, we were <laughs> with each other for six. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. You well, know, Michael I, and I—we I, would have probably been fine and dandy. You're just like famous and cocaine together don't mix. You're too yeah. much too soon. Now it's too late.
3: Well, there was so much of that then. Yeah, that, that was the era. Of it was cocaine. a part of it.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, part totally.
3: Of it. I mean, you, they, could, it you could
1: ask Graham. You could ask Graham. Parson said this. This is and I quote him: "You could tell who had the best record deal by the quality of their cocaine."
3: Yeah, and he had the best. You're never gonna like satin. She <laughs> had the very best there was. And, you know.
1: And Grandma would come over. Like me and Delaney would be in the studio. And you remember hearing about Mamma. Mama, I married Delaney and his mom. And I tell you what, I love her. I love her. Always have. And she loved me. And so oh. she'd be home with. And our kids never had a babysitter. Grandma was there. You know, Mamma. And so yeah. we were at the studio and Graham. I guess he'd been on about a 3 day, you know, and he'd done warm everybody's uh, everybody out. <laughs> he'd warm out, you know. And here he comes over and here's Mamaw. And, of course, Mamaw will sit and listen to you play songs. Honey. And he sat mm-hmm. there for three hours and played her mm-hmm. everything he could think of. And she felt in love. Well, you know how easy it is to fall in love with Graham. I mean, he was just he was, he was man walking. Moon type, yes. And yep. he played with, he played, uh, what well, Cash on the Barrel son. She loved yes. Cash on the Barrel Head. <laughs> and uh, she talked about it till the other day she died. He's the sweetest boy, goes to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> 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 a,
4: goes
1: know. to the bathroom a
3: lot. But he's really <laughs>
1: sweet. <laughs>
3: Well, yes, unfortunately, he was very addictive and didn't even make 27. He didn't even uh, get to the 27 club. To the 27
1: mark.
3: You no, know, he was 26. Yeah. Um,
1: when he, And I gave him know, a plaque one time and spelled his name
3: G-R-A-H-M. Oh, he well, wouldn't I like that. He
1: better back then. It was in the <laughs> early days. I was only 22.
3: Well, his, his name is Ingram. So yeah. it was just shortened to Graham, yeah but yeah, most people, a lot of people spell it with the H, but you know, I know. he was that. a very individual. He was a real special person. And of course I, I babysat his daughter, Polly, and I always felt so rewarded by that, that he trusted me with his little daughter, mm-hmm. you know? And Polly, I think I mentioned to you earlier, she's my goddaughter and her daughter is now 14 and she's my great goddaughter.
1: How so, wonderful. So, yeah.
3: So Graham still yeah, lives. Polly yeah. came over to my
1: house, and I had I didn't know her. I'd never met her before. she oh. came over to act and I was split up, you know. And, and she came over and showed me love, unconditional love, and I was able to show her back. It was just the most. Beautiful. The kid just embraced me. Yeah, and it just it oh. just like I crumbled within myself of of just love for her. Yeah, she didn't good. know me. Well, you know, she just wanted me yeah. to tell her my memories about her dad. Yeah, yes,
3: yes, yeah. exactly. Same thing with yeah,
1: Galadriel Omen. But- you know, Galadriel's yeah. been loving me all of her life. And, uh, oh, you know, I, maybe, maybe what a reward it oh, is this- for all those kids to call me Aunt Bonnie. Oh, I'll reward you. Can, you don't have a Grammy you don't have a hall of anything. I want to be in more than the, those kids calling me out.
3: <laughs> That's so sweet. It is. So m- maybe some people aren't as familiar with you as I am. Um, why don't we talk about some of the amazing people you have actually worked with besides your, your own band. Okay. Well, I mean,
1: well, <laughs> Clapton,
3: the Allman brothers, uh, I mean, yeah
1: it, it, i'll I mean, tell you what i i I'm, i have to i have to admit ignorance when it comes to clapton and the jeff Beck and all that i didn't know those guys man I'm, I'm, with I, I'm a blues man i can come from blues and i i didn't know eric clapton uh, <laughs> and i i knew uh bb king and albert king i know them <sighs> so i didn't i didn't. I didn't I get got a guitar, you know, come on. I know Albert King. Don't tell me that. so who is this dude. The hell are you talking <laughs> me? And, You know, I
3: just didn't know any better. I didn't. No, I agree <laughs> with you as far as the music goes. Um, okay, I mean, well, then I, let's go back to when when, when you were, when, when you decided to leave home and pursue a music career, who well, had inspired you? No, no, you? no, I had
1: a music career way before I left home. Let me oh, tell really? you something, know, you have to know that I can Tina Turner, Little Milton, uh, Isaac Hayes, uh, uh, come on, more, who else? Oliver Sane, uh, uh, so many artists, they played at my teen town. A teen town is the dance party you have in junior high school. So those oh. were our local bands. I mean, I was those were, And they allowed us kids on stage all the time. Fontella Bass and me were uh-huh. just little kids. And we used to sit on a little Milton stage all the time with a piano player and sing background. And so, you know, no, I, I had a huge career in jazz and blues before I met Delaney. Delaney what, was my well, own act. When I met him, he was our opener. Okay. I was singing with another guy, Sam the Soul, Good. and Sly and the Family Stone was our backup band at that time. The Sly was still a disc jockey, so when I met Delaney, Delaney was a shindog. They were a Beatle band's, right. you know, shindig, yes.
3: and Yeah, they were on the bass player.
1: Show. He was playing bass. He wasn't even the lead singer. So when what we did with Delaney and Bonnie and Friends, we replaced Sam the Soul with uh, Delaney. And we got the band yeah. who, uh, Leon, they were all playing with Gary Lewis and the Playboys, honey. Oh, dear. They were not a rhythm and blues <laughs> band. I brought oh. the horn
3: band to the table. Hello. That oh, me. I believe it. <laughs> well, what so, what I actually meant was when, when you left, you know, when you were 16
1: yeah. and,
3: and and left. When and, I was 16, uh, I so, already sang the Dog shit Out
1: of Everywhere in St. Louis. Wow. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, was, I was singing at 13, 14, and, Stallings, Park, uh-huh. me and John Hartford. Remember John Hartford?
3: No, You're should so I? Young,
1: Gentle on my mind. Gentle on my mind. Oh, oh, I oh, Gorgeous guy too. Well, see, he's local here too, so him and I were the kids that were playing. You know, the white wow. kids. Huh? Billy That's Preston, man, but... he started when he was like seven or eight. Yeah. 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 Well, I would say it's like when you start in church. The thing about starting in church was my thing. Listen, it gave me the freedom, and you don't get criticized. You get encouraged, and you actually uh, get—I don't want to say punished, but reprimanded for breathing in between syllables. You don't oh. take a breath between a syllable. <laughs> There's just certain things that you can <laughs> do and you don't do. And you're taught that in church with love. And um, yes. the choir director, right. I tell you what, you can take vocal lessons the rest of your life. I send kids to say, what do I have to do to be seen Go to church? That's what mm-hmm. you really want to know, how to express yourself in an honest way. Be honest. And yeah. You know, a big start out there. It's well, yeah, place, to be honest
3: oh great a lot of my heroes started in church sam cook is a huge hero of mine and he started in church of course <laughs> yeah yeah well we all do a lot of them yeah yeah well i want to play another one of your songs um how about only you know and i know did you That's you good that i wish
1: you had sweet dreams do you have sweet dreams if I mp is Sweet Dreams, would you edit it in, maybe? Of course. Because that's of the course. song. It's, un, it's never been released. It's Delaney and oh. I and Leon. It's, off, it's, it's We had to choose between Sweet Dreams and Do Right Woman for the uh, original Delaney and Bonnie and Friends, except no substitute. And so we yes, chose so. Do Right Woman. But when you hear Leon on Sweet Dreams, and I'll, I'll send it to you in a second. So... I mean, I I gotta tell you something. Dude, we were so bad. Around and listen to delaying buying friends. I just don't sit and listen, it hurts my feelings. Yeah, oh, I get you know that. What I, mean? I, I don't because I miss, what we
3: I miss what we could have been, right? Mm-hmm. And what prevented what could have been famous? Famous, yeah. some people can
1: be famous and some people can't, and drugs and alcohol and yeah. the inability yeah. to be famous. Mixed with drugs and oh. alcohol, Ring Delaney and I, it made us jealous of each other and all kinds of stuff. Oh. oh. You know, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't want to tell you? the old stars, Lauren Store. How many times are you going to make that freaking movie? I'm sick <laughs> of it already. You know what I mean? That's not how it always happens. You know, the guy isn't always destroyed, his balls are cut off by. Me. No, it's not. It happens no. to anybody. It's like, it's like it got to a point to where somebody wanted to produce me and Delaney, oh, hell no. And then Delaney was going to produce another chick singer. And I'm not calling names because I have yeah. a little class. Uh And I'd say, <laughs> hell no. And you know what I mean? We c- oh, it's just we okay. we couldn't do it with each other anymore and we couldn't do it without each other anymore. Oh, okay.
3: And and there was a the time when didn't mick want you to sing with him at one point i did i sang the original give me
1: shelter i wrote that part wow i say i got pictures of the session and oh and, i'd love to see that and i see got picture. we got uh um uh, Mick didn't get off or whatever happened uh delaney walked out and i walked out with Oh, so it was Delaney just and they was hired. jealous? I can't. I, see, you know what? I can't write his book. He's dead. Right, right. And I can't. I won't yeah. do that to him. I am not going to defame him in any way, shape, or form. I adore Oh, I'm defame. sure you I hate what happened, but I love the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose hey, there's no recording. But I loved him, and he loved me, too. Oh, I'm
3: sure. It was it a was, beautiful was, love story. Too bad. It was very tempestuous. hmm Yeah. Is that me? What, what, <laughs> is, so to speak. <laughs> um, is there a, a, a recording of your original s- vocals with, with on that song or just photos? Um, um, there's a recording. I cut the damn song. I, I wrote that part. Love, sister, just a
1: shout of Screaming like that. That's all. She's saying note for note, lick for lick, everything oh. I need.
3: Oh, well, where is the original recording? I did. The Rolling Stones have it. Stones do. have it. They own that tape. They got it. Well, oh, I'd love to get a hold of that and listen to it. It was good. But, well, yeah, you know, like
1: I told you, the Laurel and Hardy thing, you know? You walk out, I walk with you. Yeah. We were, we were that way. We were like, Really.
3: Uh, oh. oh well you know yeah. lucky my my uh, my godson lucky otis mercy you know miss Mercy passed on a month ago oh, so that was no. real yeah that was real I'm devastating so sorry, but lucky her son is my godson oh. and and he he's got a history a real interesting history too you know crazy Excuse Johnny me. Otis was his um he's still performing um he was I mean, in johnny yeah, otis, he lives in macon right uh no lucky shuggy his father shuggy otis they're they're all here in in the la area <clears throat> but he's my godson yeah <laughs> he's a character he got mercy and oh shuggy God, and mercy. all them
1: sisters are in in uh making why i asked
3: oh. oh okay yeah. Mercy hitchhiked. Uh, she was a real Stax person. She loved you by the way. Oh my oh. God. She was such a huge fan of yours. I wish I had you not know. yeah. Stacks old. Otis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I
1: Donnie remember a movie. while ago when we were talking about, uh, the black women and how I wanted the power, I was looking for the power, not, you know, uh, yes. David Porter speaking of Stax and Otis, uh, texted me back and said, you know, hey, and so now we're in touch again, but David and Isaac, Lord have mercy, and Otis. There's Otis Redding, David told me one day, Otis Redding told, David, one of these days, I'm gonna be a millionaire.
4: Oh.
3: A millionaire. God loves him. He was such a great one. So it's interesting how, though, at, at your tender age, you were hanging out with all these African American musicians. Yeah, you just loved their music. How huh? you just yeah. were drawn to that sound. Love them. Right. Love their music. Love them. Love them. Love them. Still, <laughs> always with. <wins. Yeah. laughs> I know, boy. It's it's a rough and time see, right and now. And obviously.
1: I guess you know what it was. I I guess they. Um, they loved me back here, and then I know I prepared me for coming out to California that I would meet a different kind of a black person out there,
3: and I did. I met Sly, (laughs) (laughs) first (laughs) black person I met out there. Slystone. That's about as different as you can get, I would think. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Boy, howdy. But what a jewel in my crown is Sly Sylvester Stone. I know know he's hard worked. So am I. But it's worth it. He's worth it. Is he still with us? He's got gold. I I always will say that. The boy has gold.
3: Well, you've had quite an amazing life, and you're continuing it. You're writing a book, which is so exciting. And I'd like to, you know, we've been talking an hour, and that's a, the time we have. Didn't that go fast? Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, I would like to end on another song. So, which which song would you like us to play on as the exit to our interview?
1: Oh huh, boy. Hmm. Oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, do you, on the Roots Blues and Jazz album. I do a Chuck Berry song okay Uh, and it's uh no particular place to go oh love it as a chart now let me tell you something the chart was written by a keyboard player at that time it's with the uh mr groove band and i've worked with them for 30 years they've been my gospel band and everything else steve willett did this chart and it's an incredible chart i had no idea that no particular place to go so sexy. Oh. Did you ever think of that song as a no. sexual song? No, have I didn't. Innocent,
3: sweetheart. Haven't okay. you? <laughs> All right. And that's a perfect place to end, isn't it? <laughs> yes, oh. I am <laughs> I love you, Pam. Well, I loved you too. It was so great to see you. and I hang always out.
1: have, and I always will.
3: Mwah. Same Ooh, to you, honey.
1: Back to you, baby. Riding along in my automobile My baby beside me at the wheel I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile My curiosity running wild Cruising and playing the radio With no particular place to go Riding along in my
3: automobile Wasn't that special? Oh my God, I could talk to her for hours. We really just got started, but what a blessing. How about the song that she gave us that no one's ever heard before? sweet dreams oh my god are we lucky or what so you've been listening to pamela day bars pajama party um, i'm going to be doing this for a long time i hope and i hope you tune in and you can reach me at pameladaybar.com. i have writing workshops rock tours as soon as the virus is over um, i have a patreon now too so please join me there and i do cameos so Hit me up as they say, dolls, and I will see you next time. Bye.
2: You've been listening to Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party, produced by Aaron Alden and Christian Swain. All sound design by Jerry Danielson and Busy Signal Studios. Find Miss Pamela at Pamela DeBar on Facebook, Instagram, Or Twitter. Find all the Pantheon podcasts at pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you find great podcasts. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Pantheon Podcasts, Rock and Roll Archaeology on Instagram, and Pantheon Pods on Twitter.